Welcome to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. Be sure to stay tuned to the end of the show to hear how you can get a copy of this program and other helpful documents. And now it's time for Carrie's special guest host, RJ Martino, to get all up in your business. hey This is RJ Martino, special guest host for Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, where Arkansas's best entrepreneurs give advice on your business and your problems. You guys who are listening know that Carrie's on here every week from 2 to 3 on Fridays, and you probably have heard of Carrie's business. But if not, Carrie started her business going door-to-door selling flags and has built it over 15, maybe 20 years into a $4 million business selling both online and through her showroom floor found right here in Little Rock, Arkansas. What you don't know is RJ Martino, who's your host today, runs an IT and marketing company here in Little Rock, and we help businesses grow as well. I've got with me some special guests. My first and my favorite is my co-host, Jeremy G. Love Glover. Hey, what's going on, KBF? You can hear us on 88.3. You can also watch us live right now on Facebook Live. And you can stream at www.kbf.org. Now, my special guest today is Randy Clifton. Randy? Glad to be here, man. Thanks for inviting me. Randy's a husband, a father, a risk taker, and comes from a long line of entrepreneurs. He's currently president of RCX Solutions, uh, and I'd love for you to tell the listeners just a little bit about RCX so we can jump into some questions. But before we do that, I want to let the listeners know that the key to this is your participation. We'd love for you to call. You can find us at 433-0088. Again, that's 433-0088. If you've got a question about your business, about Randy's business, or about my business, I'd love for you to get in touch with us. So call us now at 433-0088. Randy, thanks for coming. Man, thanks for inviting me. We're excited about this. Tell me who you got with you. I've got Jonathan. He's our operations manager, and uh, I figured I'd bring him along, let him, you know, throw some ad-libs in, see see what his opinions are on some stuff. Love it. So, but yeah, we're excited to be here. Tell me about what is RCX. Tell me about Randy, too. My family's been in the trucking industry supply chain logistics we've we've been doing that my entire life uh, started with my grandfather back in the you know the early 60s i've been on kind of all sides of the desk of it so we started rcx in 2010 it was originally started by my dad in 2000 he got sick in 2009 so uh, just a small operation he had three trucks we were uh, already had a logistics company sunset transportation so uh, we you know i told my dad i'm like hey you know don't worry it's my job here i'll, I'll take this over and we'll make it work and uh, so we've grown it. We've got 38 trucks. So we're, we're a drive-in trucking company. Uh, we're based here in Little Rock. We run all 48 states. You know, and we've got a lot of different things that we do for a small company that we can really uh, help a lot of shippers, manufacturers, you know, just even, even just normal people shipping stuff that sell some on eBay. You know, if they need to get it somewhere, they can call us and we can help them, you know, do it. So you deliver the products. We get the product, you know. Whether it's raw material or finished goods or, you know, whatever the case may be, we can get it moved one way or the other. And if we can't, you know, we know a lot of people that will, you know, will direct you to. Sure, sure. Well, I want to start even <coughs> before that because you said your father started RCX back in 2000. Yes. How, how did you get started in the – how did you get involved in the business in the very beginning? 
I actually, when uh, my family started, we've always been in trucking. My first job uh, at 14, I would come in and check drivers in and do, it was called uh, basically trip reports. I would add up how many miles they ran and, you know, do this kind of thing. And it uh, worked out great. My, my, my dad and grandpa paid me good money, and then they fired me when I was 16 because <laughs> I said I wasn't, you know, I wasn't doing a good job. I, I wasn't focused. So uh, I went to work for Walmart, and I decided I was done with trucking. I wasn't going to do this. I was going to do something totally different. So I went into the retail industry, got into management, worked my way up to a store manager, uh, and did that for uh, four years. They moved us eight times in four years. Uh, ended up, uh, I'll never forget this day, I was up for a promotion. I was going to be a district manager. I was all excited, and they told me I was too young, that I needed to, you know, kind of stay in the Memphis market for a little bit. Went back to the store, and my wife called me, and she goes, guess what? I'm pregnant. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I'm going to be a dad. You know, I didn't get wow. this promotion. We got to have some babysitters. You know, we got to move back home. And so uh, I sold all my stock. I took my bonus money, and we bought three trucks, and I jumped in the trucking business. Wait, that was not day of like day of? no it's about a week later wow I, I i knew right then i'm like i've got to do something and uh and, and walmart was a great company i learned a lot uh really helped me get me going but you know it was uh, it was a hard job it was 60 70 hours a week and we moved a lot and um with with being a dad i knew that was going to bring some new challenges into it oh yeah and so i'm like you know it's time to you know do something on my own so, uh, what was your background before starting Sunset and RCX, and do you feel like you were prepared for what you jumped? Because it sounded like a lot of guys, me included, man, I worked for a decade part-time before we were able to, like, pay my salary. Right. Uh, it sounded like you jumped feet first in. We did, and, you know, it was funny because, you know, as a kid growing up, you know, you see your parents and you're like, well, you know, we did pretty good. You know, everything was fine. We had money. And then my grandparents, they seemed very successful when my uncle was in trucking. And I'm like, man, they, they're making all kinds of money. This is great. This is going to be a good industry. I'm going to jump into it. And and that's what I did. And I thought, well, with I'll take my Walmart principles of business. So this is what I've learned. And I'll apply it to this industry. And, you know, I'm going to get rich and grow. And we did. We really, we took off. We started with three trucks, and in five years, I had 35. We, wow. we shot up quick. And uh, we had some great accounts, and we were flatbed. We held a lot of flatbed products back then, and uh, we had some great people. But one thing about the trucking industry that uh, was really a hard lesson is it changes, and it changes fast. Um, and it's, it's constant. you're constantly evolving. And one of the things that we, <laughs> one of those hard lessons is we grew way too fast, too quick and we didn't have that solid foundation so i actually lost my first company my first company was called capital truck services okay and uh great company you know just kind of we we built up really quick we made some big purchases well, tell, tell me what because you hear this and it's almost a uh i wish i had that problem where organizations grow too fast and a lot of my close mentors have told me you've got to not grow too fast tell me what that means to you and whenever you live through it well you know when 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 you I think when you're when you're an entrepreneur or when you're a new business owner, that goal is get sales, get sales. We've got to get those sales, and you have these big contracts come up, and you know you win them, you know, and you're like, oh man, this is great. So you just start, you know, we start. You kind of throw money at it because you're like, well, we're going to make all this money, and we've got all this, and you know, as a business owner, there's a there's a difference in total revenue and net profit. Sure. You know, we can we can show some great numbers net revenue. That net profits what counts, 
and cash flow. You know, that's another thing. As a new business, a lot of times you become a slave to what, you know, the banks are going to lend you. You know, you could have the greatest business model in the world and it can take off, but if you can't get financing for it, you're, you're dead in the water. And so, and that was the, the trucking industry. You know, when the, when the economy is good and things are rolling and freight's moving, it's a great business to be in. But when it slows down and stops, you've got to be ready to make those adjustments, you know, slow it down. And that was what we weren't prepared for. We had, I, I jumped in at a really great time and it took off and I had never gone through a really bad economy at that time. Sure. So tell me about the rebirth of Randy Clifton. I mean, oh, tell me about the, was it, was it a, a complete collapse or did you just sell off equipment and kind of go back to work? What well, you know, we shut it down and, um, I kind of just basically started all over again. We ended up, I dabbled, I started a little sign company called Express Grind, uh, Signs and Graphics. You know, I've always kind of enjoyed doing that. And, and it was a good little business, but it was one of those things, you know, I needed something pretty steady. You know, they sure. kind of start all over again. I had a family. By that time, I'd had my daughter. And so uh, I got a job as the uh, logistics coordinator for Wabash Alloys. And they were a, a business in Benton, and they made aluminum ingots for the automotive industry. And that was a great lesson because it was the first time I got to be on the other side of the desk. Instead of a carrier, I was a shipper. And I managed their trucks, and then we kind of learned the, the, the different side of the business. And we did that, and that was a great, great job. I really loved it. I was really excited about it and then you know with a lot of manufacturers they moved to mexico they, they were going to shut yeah. the plant down we had to move we were going to have to move to fort wayne indiana and i'm like you know this isn't the greatest time for me to move you had babysitters still you already had well babysitters we had the babysitters up. you know <laughs> we had the house in place and, and you know when you when you lose a business and you start all over you know it's humbling you know you file bankruptcy you start all over and the only thing we were able to save was our house and that, that was all i had i'm like you know we can't you know we can't let that go i'm just gonna have to stay here i was very fortunate uh, one of my vendors priority one logistics they hired me a great company went to work for them and then that was a neat opportunity because i got to become a broker and i got to be the middleman you know yeah. so i've been a, i've been a carrier i've been a shipper now i'm the broker i'm the guy in between and i was very successful at that because i know what both parties want sure and so you kind of get to you know you just it's really about negotiations and making making it work yeah. And so we got that done and uh, enjoyed it. Uh, the only thing about it is, is, you know, once you're an entrepreneur, once you start your own business, it's incredibly hard to work for somebody else. Oh, yeah. They, they, I, I am unemployable at this point. Yeah, at this point, it's and over. I know it. Yeah, know yeah that's it. it. You know, that's it. Uh, so it was, it was time, you know, um, for me to step out and go back into it again. So I, I became a sales agent for Sunset Transportation, a great company out of St. Louis, uh, been in business since 1990. And so we took over the Southwest region for them. And I'd actually done business with them when I had my trucking company before. Okay. I'd hauled freight for them and met the owner. And so we started Broker and then we basically started that business and we grew it until my dad got sick. My dad had started RCX. He just had three trucks and was running some things, drive-in freight. And when he got sick, he was like, you know, I need you to take this over. I, I'm not gonna be able to do it. And I'm like, we've got freight you know yeah. it's a perfect fit we'll take these trucks and we'll plug them into these these dedicated lanes that we've already got and so it became a great opportunity for us because now not only do we have this business that we can go out and help people move their freight but now we've got the tool to move their freight so wow. now i really have the control to plug it in so when we go in and we see a customer and they need something we have a little more flexibility because we actually have the trucks i can make it happen instead of a contract you know? sure 
Well, this is KABF 88.3, uh, sitting here with Randy Clifton, and you are listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, where Arkansas's best entrepreneurs can give you advice on your business and your problems. Please give us a call if you've got any questions, thoughts, or comments, or just want to talk about something about your business at 433-0088. That's 433-0088. So, Randy, one of the things that I've been surprised with is that a lot of businesses look at an industry and they look at small opportunities and big opportunities or small businesses and enterprise businesses, and they have to almost pick to sell either to small business or pick to sell to enterprises. What I've been really impressed with is it seems like you guys are set up where you can handle small uh, and really large. Uh, how, how do you how do you do that? What makes you guys unique? What kind of service offerings? How did you wrap that up to make that possible? What's really helped us is you know Sunset has been a great advantage for us. They're a well-established company. They do around 100 million a year. And so that gave us the opportunity to present a lot of solutions for what I call your big box customers. You know, we can do intermodal, we can do international freight, we do air freight. One of the things that, that they give us is the, um, the success story and the process. So when we go in, we've already got that process laid out. So we basically fit them to their need. With RCX, what that gave us, that helped us really do a better job of specializing. A lot of your smaller companies, they need you know something that's kind of out of the ordinary maybe out of the box they may need some drop equipment they may need only a one run on a tuesday afternoon at three o'clock you know deliver at midnight so our trucks gave us that advantage to provide that unique type service that they could do we kind of have the best of both worlds you know when, when you start a business i think every business owner you know we all have dreams we want to be big we want to take over the market we want to be the, the big guy on the block and you know, as you learn as a business owner, sometimes those big box customers or those big customers are very small margin. Sure. You, you don't make a lot of money on the big guys. And I think a lot of business owners make that mistake. They go for the big guy. You forget about the small customer. Yeah. And uh, uh, the small customers really is your, that's your bread and butter. That's, that's the guy that's going to stick with you to the end. One of the hard lessons that we've learned is big customers are great to have, but they're here today. They can be gone tomorrow. They're mm -hmm. always turning. You know, I think as a business owner, sometimes we get caught in this trap. Big businesses are great about sucking small businesses like mine in, and they use you until something new comes along, and then you're gone. So you have to be careful. You know, you want to be cautious and that you don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, sure. Jonathan, so tell me your role in the company. Uh, we've got Randy, who's the, the dreamer, the visionary, the risk taker. Does uh, he go out and just drum up business, and he's flying by the seat of his pants, or is he actively involved? Tell us uh, what you do there. Randy is very active in the company, and uh, I've been with, uh, with RCX since, since 2011. From a sales standpoint, we go out and you know we develop customers and we come in and, and develop the relationships and really try to service customers to the best of our ability. You know, it's really interesting how you meet key employees. And I know, Randy, at your business, you've got some really key employees and they love you to death and they're loyal to the bone for you. Uh, tell us how you go about finding the best people uh, like Jonathan. Is it uh, the bars? Is it the churches? <laughs> <laughs> well, that depends on the, you know, the spot. <laughs> the, uh, you know, Jonathan, we had, um, the neat thing about Jonathan was, is the transportation industry in Arkansas is a very glass bowl. Everybody knows everybody. It's kind of a tight knit wow. unit. Everybody kind of knows, 
somebody or you know everybody in the industry kind of knows one another or they've heard of somebody and when I first met Jonathan I'd never met him and so I started talking around and I was like you know can you tell me something about Jonathan and they were and everybody was like man he's a great guy he's a good good fella you know he, he, he does what he says and, and in our industry that is you know that's 90 percent of it and I'm sure it is with most industries you've got to be able to back it up you know if you if you sell something you got to be able to do it and that was everything i heard about jonathan you know he everything he said he did he would do and that's and that's the kind of people we wanted rcx and so we met and he'd been on uh, he'd been with jb hunt he'd been with twin city he'd been with some larger companies and he had a lot of that big carrier experience that we really needed i've never been a big carrier i i, I don't have that and so i needed somebody that had been in that large corporate world that knew the structure to bring to the table to help us and, and that's what he's done he's really helped us yeah that's great uh has finding good people because from my perspective the thing that i did not realize growing a business was how important it is to find good people not only how important it is but how difficult it is uh is that just a me problem or have you have you found that no i think everybody has a problem you know you hear about unemployment numbers and all this and that and everybody that i know that has a business is looking for somebody mm-hmm. you know you look for that right person and I think as entrepreneurs sometimes, and I know in my business, one of the things that we've really tried to change our focus, you tend to gravitate towards people like you. You want to find an entrepreneurial spirit. You want to find that guy that is, will do, get anything to get the job done. And those people are hard to find. And I think a lot of the reason is because a lot of those people, you know, they're like me and you, they're going to go out and start their own business. Yeah. And so they don't want to work for anybody. And so what we end up doing is you either settle or you try to find that right person and they're, they're hard to come by. So our new focus has really been find people with good qualifications and really train, help them become that person that they want to be or help yeah. them become that, that person. And it, I think if you, even if, it, if they have that entrepreneurial spirit, if you treat them right and you take care of them and give them opportunity to grow, they'll stick with you. Sure. So this is Up In Your Business with Kerry McCoy. We'd love to take your call at 433-0088 if you have any questions for Randy about your business or just about in business in general. A lot of our listeners are really either thinking about becoming entrepreneurial or they are and they're in this weird state where there's too much work but not enough money to cover that first hire. And I, I know for me, that first hire was, I mean, that was the biggest decision of my life. I don't know if it was your first hire, maybe your fifth hire. What was the hire that you struggled with and when did you make that determination to finally bring help in? You know, it's tough because I was a, I was a one-man show for from 2005 really to 2010. And I think that biggest struggle is, for me, when we bring a person into our industry, that person really becomes family. I feel like I'm responsible for them. I want to help them accomplish their dreams. I want them to do what they want to be able to accomplish in life. And so I think it's a fear that, okay, I'm going to bring them in and things aren't going to go like I planned. You know, what happens if they can't help me grow the business? What if the business goes through a downturn? Now I've got to let them go. And I'm a people person. I love people. I want to take care of people. And so those are those fears that hold you back. Yeah, that's a good thought. You know, we've got a caller coming in, so I want to take the call and come back to this because you said some really key things. Hello, caller. Hi, is this up in your business? This is up in your business with Carrie McCoy. This is Carrie McCoy. Hey. <laughs> oh no! We no, we're in trouble. Listen, this is this is an entrepreneur at heart. Even whenever you're supposed to be on vacation, out of town, you're still working. What are you doing, Carrie? <laughs> that is so 
true. I'm listening to Randy. I love everything he said. It's so good. Finding that niche market, not letting the big boys bring you down, growing too fast. I mean, they've just been great questions and great information. I'm making notes so I can tell it on my next show. Hmm. But, Randy, I have a question for you. Yes, ma'am. How did you go? So you started your own business. And I have to say, I haven't ever heard of your company. I'm glad to meet you. Uh, so you started your own business after leaving Walmart with three trucks. It went belly up. And then somehow you're with your father. And when he got sick, you took over his business. So did he? was he already in the trucking business too? Yes, ma'am. He had already stayed in the trucking industry. Uh-huh. Sure did. So you're competing, oh, so you're competing with your father. That's what I was <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Well, it ended, it ended up, it was one of those family things where I come into the family, and uh, when I left Walmart, I had this brilliant idea that uh, what we needed to do, because it was really tough at my house around Christmas. I had my dad, my grandpa, and my uncle, and we'd have Christmas dinner, and we would always end up in a fight because, you know, you stole my driver, you stole my account, you know, <laughs> and we were fighting like cats and dogs about, you know, the industry. And yeah. so uh, it was it was tough. So I had this epiphany that we should all merge and just have one big company. And everybody kind of agreed. My uncle didn't. He kind of wanted to do his own thing, which was fine, and, and he was very successful. So my grandpa basically retired, and he just basically let us run his trucks. My dad had a few trucks he leased on, and then they put them on with my company, and we, we took off. Well, we were doing really well. We, you know, we had those major setbacks. You get that great customer that you think is going to be awesome, and then one day you get a letter and find out that they're filing bankruptcy, mm-hmm. and oh, they owe you a lot of money, and you're like, oh, no, this can't be happening. And then the bank cut my credit line off, and I'm like, and you know. They can't pay, and they can't pay your bill that you got out with them, exactly. and now their bankruptcy is affecting your bankruptcy. Oh, yeah. It just starts, you know, it's that beautiful spiral that goes downhill. And uh, so those were, you know, some hard lessons. So my family uh, decided that they didn't really want to be a part of me anymore. So they decided to go back out on their own. So they just left me out cold. Oh. You know, that's, that's the way family is. No, I'm just teasing. So anyway, they, you know, and it worked out. It, it, it really, it was good. And that was a good move for them. That way they could I keep hope your going. dad's not listening. He's going to get mad that you said that. Oh, uh, he probably will. It's okay. I, I harass him about it all the time. <laughs> so I got him back. I took his business back over when he got sick. So I'm back in good grades. Oh, good. So, but uh, he. Um, so you you deliver truck you deliver it nationwide statewide citywide. Yes, ma'am, all three. So you even how can yeah I liked RJ when he said how do you do all of that at one time so I could have you drive something to Fayetteville which I sometimes need to do I could have you drive something up to Fayetteville for me. Yes, ma'am. Right. Yep. We've we've we're kind of like FedEx. We can. We can do everything that FedEx can do. Uh, you, got, you know, uh, we had. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna take up your whole show, but we did have cream. Uh, hey, it's log it's your show, Carrie. Do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, it's your show. <laughs> <laughs> we did have. Uh, I thought of that when you were talking about what you did. We had uh, uh, a Creamery on a while ago, and they do a lot of delivery to Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. And I thought, gosh, you should be delivering some of their ice cream to Fayetteville. Although you have to um, use dry ice to get it up there, but that's no big deal. No, no. I mean, we can do a lot of stuff like that. Sure can. Okay. 
Well, I love, love, love your show. And RJ, I've been in business 40 years when you said 15 or 20 years. And you're going to have to tell me how you're streaming this on Facebook. I'm going to have to learn from you. Since you are in the IT business, you could do everything. Oh, just make, give us a phone call. I, I know someone that will charge you a pretty penny for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's spoken like a true entrepreneur. All right, guys, I won't take up any more time. Thanks, RJ, for sitting in for Hey, if you have anything else, feel free to call us. Call us at okay. 433. Three zero zero eight eight. We are live here with Randy Clifton, and this is Up in Your Business with Carrie McCoy, where Arkansas best entrepreneurs give you advice on your business and your problems. You know, one of the things we were just talking about that just hit home for me was uh, that whenever you hire somebody, it's like bringing them into a family, and you feel responsible for. And that's a feeling that I don't know. And I'm kind of looking at Jonathan, asking if he understands. Like, man, I don't know if you realize how you just truly feel responsible for the livelihood of other employees. I mean, how many times have uh, you paid up payroll and made sure the lights got paid, and you didn't take a pay? that day that is that is real life of an entrepreneur and it happens at all levels not just day one not just year one not just year five but sometimes even today you'll have tight months because cash flow is so important and Jonathan are you familiar with kind of an entrepreneur lifestyle does that make sense do you, do you think that clicks for most employees I don't think it clicks for most employees uh, RCX it, it's a it is a family and a lot of times understanding you know trying to understand what Randy does and the processes and you know I don't think most employees you know our employees do like Randy said you know we're a, we're a, we're a family but um, you know, it was a big step coming to RCX. I, I started with big box carriers. You know, I went through the processes and, um, you know, taking that risk and joining somebody, joining a smaller operation uh, was a big was a big deal. But Randy quickly, you know, helped me understand, you know, this was the place that I needed to be. When we say we're going to do something, you know, we do something. Randy mentioned that, uh, you know, he, he wants to find people that are, that are similar to him. You know, we had some meetings and some discussions and I thought, you know, we're on the same level here. I understand, you know, we try to take care of our customers. We try to do the right thing all the time and, and handle the business. And, uh, that, you know, that's what makes us great, you know, taking care of the customer and, and doing what we say. You know, a lot of times employees outside of, of the industry or outside of our office don't understand what comes into to making the payroll, what comes into uh, keeping the lights on. But I, I know at our, you know, at RCX we do. Yeah. Well, you know, often uh, you get a group of entrepreneurs together and we all talk about how uh, the employees don't, it doesn't click on them. And we think it's a problem. We, I'm looking at Randy, we entrepreneurs think it's a problem with uh, employees not understanding that. And in reality, and it took time for me to realize this, but in reality, it's an entrepreneur's uh, responsibility to communicate that stuff with employees. It's not a problem of the employee. It's actually a problem with the entrepreneur. We've got a uh, another phone call that we're going to take. Hello, this is Up In Your Business with Kerry McCoy. How are you? Good afternoon. I want to make a comment. I enjoy your show. It's been on for, I guess, six weeks or so. I think I've listened to every episode we've had. But well, that's great. Uh, I, Thanks I like for listening. the comment the man made about being very conscientious about his employees. And that's, I want to tell you something, that's rare. That's rare in a lot of businesses. But if you really think about it, the most important customer any business has is the employee. I, I agree, absolutely. You know, one of the that, things. Yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say that, that if you really think about it, that employee, if they're not sold, on the business they're involved in, 
you know, it's very important that they are, and it's very important that they feel like they're part of something. You know, people, they need to feel like they're, they're in the loop. You know, you hear about companies all the time, everything's rolling along, and all of a sudden, they call a meeting among their staff and say, yeah, we're going to close down in two weeks. Yep. And, and, you know, if you think about that, maybe six months ago, maybe a year ago, if those problems that, if, that the company had been faced with had been discussed and you got your team behind you, maybe bad things wouldn't happen. Oh, absolutely. You know, one of the things that I, I really – I don't want to talk bad about Walmart on the National Air. I'll probably get a bunch of hate mail. Uh, Walmart was a great company, and I learned a lot. But I was right. in a transitional period. Uh, you know, I was with Walmart before Sam Walton died and after Sam Walton died. And I can be honestly and tell you yeah. there was a cultural difference. Absolutely. Um, after yeah. I was a young guy, and I'll be honest, I really thought, man, I'm young. Look at me. I got this going on. They're promoting me up the chain. Well, honestly, when you start looking at it, I was replacing a lot of guys that had been in the company 20, 30 years. They had families. Right. You know, the things were changing, and they sure. were moving me because I'm a dumb kid. They put me in the spot and as manager for half the money. Yeah, I was going to say, and, and, and with all due respect to you, you are probably cheaper at that time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, and, I'll tell you something. When I first broke into management 25 years ago in the retail automotive industry, I was so excited about being promoted to management, I didn't even bother to ask what my pay plan was for three days. Mm-hmm. I was just so, I was so, I mean, I was on a cloud. I was in a cloud, but employees need to know and i want to make one personal comment about hiring people my, my own philosophy about that okay hire the best you can afford hire thoroughbreds don't micromanage them and let them run let them do their thing i agree yes, sir enjoy your program i'll hang I, up and listen hey, is this bob you bet Honey, hey that was bob Oh yeah, he's a frequent caller in on KBF. Good guy. Well, we love it. And if uh, anyone else has any comments, thoughts, questions, we'd love to hear from you. Number here is four three three zero zero eight eight. This program only is engaging if we've got people calling in. So I love those calls. Four three three zero zero eight eight. You know, one of the things he said, and, and I agree with, and, and what I've really tried to bring from Walmart was. There are people out there, and you kind of classify people. There are people that just want a job. There's, they just want to, you know, do a certain project every week and draw a check and go home. And then there are people that want to do something that has meaning, has value to yeah. it. And one of the things with, at RCX, we really try to be transparent. I mean, I, I let everybody know the numbers. I let everybody know the, the true cost. And one of the things that we started a long time ago employees can get disgruntled because you know they know they make x amount of dollars and then after you hold taxes out and they realize oh the government just took half my check mm -hmm. <laughs> you know you want to understand you know they want to raise and i understand that but one of the things I'll, i always try to show the true cost of what it costs to hire an employee you know be yeah. upfront with them you know it cost me this much to turn the lights on it cost me this much to do this so when we have this much money involved in you right now i can't give you a raise but here's the deal if we hit this number i can give you a raise and i'm real big about sharing the profits i want everybody to feel like they've got a part in this business um and they do and, and well I, you know i th i think that's unique too and i, I want to dig into that too uh we've got another phone call that we're going to take this is up in your business with carrie mccoy who do i have with me hey there this is jake uh, i'm a 25 year old from central arkansas and i have the business blood in me. Love uh, it. My family has been in business uh, 
their entire lives and I want to start my own but you know I'm a, I'm a young man and I don't know what the first step is especially if I don't have any credit I was wondering if I had any insight because you said uh, you had just dropped everything after Walmart and just went headfirst into the trucking business yes um, luckily we had stock money and bonus money which you know, if I'd have kept that stock, I'd be in a different spot today, but we don't want to talk about that. Uh, you know, we sold out and started you know, started something from scratch. You know, starting from scratch is fine, and I think a lot of people do it. It's hard work. It, it takes a lot of sacrifices, but don't, don't give up on your dream because you don't get financed. I mean, you've got to start at the ground level and start working it day at a time, day at a time, and you'll get there. Uh, you know, and once you prove it, it, you may be in business 10 years before you have any kind of a financial plan where you might get some, you know, backing. But don't give up on your dream. You definitely want to keep keep pushing along. Um, right. So, Jake, tell me, what kind of business are you wanting to start? I am looking to I – have, I have a building. I own a building, uh, and I live in a community where uh, – it's a dry county. But – it has a whole bunch of colleges, so I'm hoping to open up a own like music venue and a place for the youth to come and congregate, you know, but still be a safe environment, you know, that kind of works with the community. You know, that sounds like a capital-intensive business if you just hear from it in the beginning, but often what you realize is that businesses are made up of people, and some of the things that you think you need right now, like you've got a building. Uh, you, what you need is you need maybe talent to play the show or you need people to come to the shows and some of those things are things you can do on a bootstrap kind of cash flow a, a low investment you know in the beginning we were doing literally literally work for free just to get our name out there just to get the ability to, do, to get paid work we would do work for free now I don't know how that translates in your business but right. there are tons of ways to get started it might just be it might just be throwing parties. Maybe you just yeah. start throwing parties. Having some DJs come. And, you know, a lot of DJs, they're just trying to get their name out, so they might do it for, you know, little or nothing just to, right. you know, get their name out. All right. Well, we love the phone call. Thanks for uh, thanks for calling in. We'd love to talk to you. Thanks, y'all. You've been insightful. Uh, again, this is Up In Your Business with Kerry McCoy. You can reach us at 433 433-0088, where Arkansas's best entrepreneurs give advice on your business and your problems. So, uh, Randy, I can't remember where we left off on, but I do have something else I want to talk to you about because Carrie had said you do local shipping, you do nationwide shipping, mm -hmm. and I've noticed through some of your Facebook and uh, online posts that you're also starting to do international shipping too. Yep. Is that something, again, you guys just wanting to do more of, or is that something that's a customer demand? I'm, I'm gonna let Jonathan talk about international. He's he's been heading this whole project up, so I'm gonna uh, let him talk about it. You know, RJ, we've got um, Randy mentioned. You know, we're we're partners with Sunset, and we do a lot of big box. You know, we have a lot of big box customers and whatnot. We do have customers that ship a lot of international business, and uh, what we've gotten more into lately is um, the one-offs, the one and twos that Randy was was mentioning, the smaller customers that that also want to ship international or might have some, some questions and um, it, whether it's just our knowledge of the, of the business or the industry, what we, what we can, how we can help them or, you know, they actually need to, to move some product. You know, we've, we've, you know, the website has driven a lot of business, uh, you know, to RCX and uh, we've had some, we've we had some good success with that. Some, some customers that, that started small, the one and twos, the four pallets here from China and uh, it's, you know, it's really, really turned into something special. So, you know, we're continuing to grow that. 
Yeah, that's awesome. You know, it, it's always surprising to me how much of a, a pivot businesses will make just based off of customer requests. You know, at one point we weren't doing video production or Facebook live streaming uh, and customers starting it, started asking us, hey, could you guys do this for me? Uh, so tell us about the development of RCX and how clients have asked you to do things that might be outside of your comfort level that have actually caused you to do something new. Well, I'm going to have to put you on the spot, sir, because that didn't happen until we had iProf come in <laughs> and take over our marketing. And now, it, you know, it's really opened up. You know, there is a market there. You know, more and more manufacturing has moved overseas. And there's so many people that have gone um, and moved their manufacturing over or even buyers. You know, eBay has been a huge development of moving stuff in from China oh, and so there's all kinds of stuff coming in that people are actually buying in its direct drop it's direct ship from China and so they're looking at ways to you know they're not a big shipper so they don't get the greatest cost so they're looking for new ways to save money and, and that's given us that opportunity for them to reach out to us and that's what Sunset's given us they've given us that international footprint to be able to go out and help these smaller people save money yeah sure um, again, at 433-0088, that's 433-0088. Randy, I got to ask you, as an entrepreneur, we always have uh, different goals and different dreams. Is this something, like, did you ever think about a different career? Is this something you imagined you would be involved in whenever you were younger? There, Honestly, yeah, there was this time that uh, in school when I was making really bad grades that I was like, you know, it don't matter. I'm going to take over my dad's trucking company. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, now looking back, I'm like, why did I get into this industry? Why, why not I do something? You know, I think entrepreneurs are a neat breed because I think they all, you, you talk to them, we all have the same gripes and complaints. You know, we're all upset about the economy. We're all upset about the government and the regulation and, you know, employees and this and that. But, you know, we wouldn't do anything different. You know, I couldn't work for anybody else. And, um, I, you know, as far as this is something that I've kind of locked into and I know it and I'm comfortable with it and I enjoy it. But it's, I, you know, if it's this or if it's something else, as long as I'm in control of my destiny and I can create and, and, and grow, I'm happy. I don't really care what I do. You yeah. know, that's it. Yeah. Uh, what are some tips that you have for someone that's considering starting their own business? I saw a thing one time that I think it, it really hit home to me. Entrepreneurs are people that can't work 40 hours for somebody else, but they can work 80 hours for themselves. <laughs> and I think that is the best description ever. You know, whatever you decide to do, if you're willing to work daylight and dark, you know, you think about it 24 seven, you're probably an entrepreneur. You know, you, you can probably do it. You know, you'll work twice as hard as anybody else. And you may make half as much. You may not make anything. But if you're truly happy doing that, you know, I think that's the niche. You'll know it. Yeah. You know, uh, I was going to chime in whenever um, the last caller called in. I think it was Jake. And he said, I've been bit by the bug. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I should congratulate him or <laughs> apologize because it is a lot of hard work. And, I mean, it is a it labor is. of love for, for a lot of businesses for a long time. You know, it, it, it is. And I think um, – but, but it is something. You know, at an early age I learned that – I wasn't a school guy. I did not like school at all. I didn't want to learn anything that I didn't care about. You know, if it was something I was interested in, I loved it. Um, but, you know, you give you some boring classes about cell structure and stuff, I'm like, no, I'm out. Uh, but if I could go out and I realized from an early age, you know, I could create and sell and make money. You know, I was yeah. really money-driven. 
so I really like that. And um, it, 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 he's right. It is. It's a bug. Once it gets you, that's that's what you want to do. Yeah, you can't stop thinking yeah, about that's it. That's it, you know. What were some of the initial hurdles that you had when you were, whenever you first took the business over? When, when I left Walmart, Walmart was great because Walmart is like the military. Um, they have a procedure for everything. They have manuals for everything. And I think that's a challenge a lot of entrepreneurs face. When you go into a business, you don't have that structure. You don't have the process. You don't have the standard operating procedure. And you're small, so you're flexible. So you get used to flexing all the time. Yeah. And that can get you in trouble. You know, I think you having procedures. Well, I, and I want you to come back to that, but we've yeah. got a caller calling in, and uh, we want to grab this. Hello, this is Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. Who do I have on the phone with me? Hey, this is Roxanne. Hey, Roxanne. Hey, um, I just have a question for Randy. You touched on it a little bit, but um, just wondering, because the trucking industry is sort of a older line of work, so to speak, um, just with the advent of the Internet, how it's changed, how the Internet has changed your business. It's really, um, you know, you touched on it's an older line of work. What I think is really in a positive it, it has helped people reach out. It's made it more customer friendly. Customers can find carriers easy. Carriers can find customers easy. Uh, there is a negative to that. It's also created, I don't want to say too much competition, but you get into a lot of, everybody has access to the same information I've got, and it's created, you know, a price war. You know, competition's good. It, it helps economies work, but sometimes too much competition can be a bad thing. You know, people start really undercutting the value, and you, you lose that value. You know, it doesn't matter how good of a job you do. It's only going to be worth this. And I think sometimes the, the Internet has, has done that. It's hurt. Well, I guess especially since research all starts online. Right, exactly. And then there's a lot of people that's jumped in. You know, the research has opened up a lot of information, so a lot of people just jump out. One of the neat things, we, uh, we went to a seminar a couple of weeks ago in St. Louis, the fastest growing section in the transportation industry is the 3PL. It's the what they call a third-party logistics company. And these are people that have all this data, they have all this information, they don't have trucks. Wow. And so they're, they're like freight brokers or they have contracts. And uh, it's the, uh, what, the, what was it, the second fastest growing? Second fastest growing industry in the country that and they were joking about nobody knows about. Well. The problem with that is, is what, so wait, are they brokers? Are they? They're like a freight broker. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they're an intermediary. Okay. You know, they're, they're 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 just making contracts. They're moving freight. The problem is, is you've got all these people growing in this industry. We're all fighting for the same group of trucks. We're all mm -hmm. fighting for the same group of airplanes. The same group. You know, that industry is not growing that fast. So what happens now? You're only as good as the value you can provide. You're only as good as the service that you can get. So it all goes back to the guy that is sitting in the seat of the truck. Sure. That's the guy that makes the difference. You get the right people working for you, the right guy delivering your freight. That's, you know, that's really what matters. You know, the Internet has, has in, in my opinion, you know, we, we talk about this a lot, but we are reaching out to more and more customers uh, after hours. Uh, we talk about international business. You know, it might be the middle of the night. We're getting a lot of, of traffic to our website from, from people, the one-offs that, that might, not, might not reach out to us, you know, 8 to 5, Monday through Friday, or, 
you know, they're just searching for trucking companies, you know, online or international, or how do I move my stuff from A to B? And uh, the internet has, has really, you know, our website and, and the things we've done lately have really driven that traffic to our website, and we're getting a lot of, uh, a lot of customers finding us that way. You know, that's, I think that's really helped us grow here lately. Yes. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Well, uh, one of the things that all entrepreneurs think about is how hard it is to hire an employee, especially whenever they're are lots of other people competing for that same person. And I think you guys have a unique opportunity to, all all of your competitors are going after the same set of drivers. Because I look on a truck and I see the kind of benefits, the kind of pay that's being offered. And I think, how in the world is it even tough for you guys to find? It seems like I'll quit my job and come drive a truck for you sometimes. You know, and as as a driver, they really, they, you know, that is something that in our industry is really struggling. We're, we're facing a uh, 80,000 manpower driver shortage. That's Are you kidding? No. Wow. Um, you know, you go to any high school and you, you go into a classroom. How many of you guys want to be a truck driver? Nobody raises their hand. Everybody needs to go to college. You know, they're going to go out and they're going to be whatever, and they're going to make lots and lots of money. Well, we've got truck drivers that make a lot of money. Yeah. But it is a hard life. You're not home. You know, you've got long hours, a uh, lot of stress, a lot of, lot of just uh, – mental stress driving you know uh through Dallas at you know rush hour traffic but you know so it's it's really um you know Roxanne said it was an older industry there's an older generation that is retiring right now and there's not a lot of new people going into the field so we're, we're looking for really quality drivers and nobody wants to be that driver hmm. and, and and that's a sad thing and I grew up you know I'm a third generation my grandpa drove a truck my dad my uncle that it's a dying industry and and that that's sad because people can make, you know, our drivers make on average 60000 a year. Uh, they make a good, you know, they have insurance, and we've got those benefits. But a good driver can go anywhere and get a job. Really? Not a problem. Wow. He can get hired by anybody. I think the, the difference is, is how he's treated. Is, is, is he just a driver? Is he a number? Or is he a real person that has, you know, yeah. hey, my, my kid's got his first ball game Friday. I really need to be home. Awesome. We're going to make sure we get you. Uh, that, well, that was my next question. Is yeah. Lynn, how do you differentiate if he can go anywhere? If he could walk into any driver shop in the country and get a job, how do you differentiate yourself from everybody else? <laughs> you know, we were yeah. talking. Go ahead. Yeah, we, uh, we, you know, sometimes we, we, we joke about this, so to speak. But, um, you know, as a mid-sized company, we, we're up against larger carriers or carriers our size, and we might have the same customers. What we like to say is, you know, it's the same freight. It might be the same customers at the same rate, but you get better people, better service. Uh, back on you know our first topic with the with the employees, they take care of the driver, they care about the driver, you know his his home time, his family, you know, and, and that all ties in, and, and that's the same way we treat our, our drivers and our customers. You know, we're, we're a family. We you know take care of each other, so yeah. that helps. Yeah. Uh, right now, is that something you got? It, it seems like you guys almost have two sales to make, especially in the brokering side. You got to get drivers and you've got to get a customer that will pay for you. Uh, is that? <laughs> he's got it. He's been, I mean, he's, he's already picked up on it. That's uh, it. So it, it seems like uh, uh, that could be a struggle. Is that is that a struggle? Is that what you guys are doing is kind of yes. building a market every day? You really do. Uh, you know, as the, as the broker, we've got to take care of the shipper. We've got to fulfill their needs. We've got to take care of the carrier, the, the driver. We've got to take care of their needs. And so it's really like a gigantic jigsaw puzzle. We're putting the pieces together. Now, one of the things that I always felt like it helped me, 
I've been on both sides of the desk. I know how much the shippers are going to be willing to give, how much the drivers going to be willing to give, and if we can just find some common ground, uh, you know, to make this this shipment work or, or, or this contract work, that's I think that's been a huge selling point for us. It's what's really helped us being yeah. able to have that experience on both sides. Uh, but you're right. You, you're, you're constantly. Everybody is a customer. You're trying to sell all sides of it. So this is Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, where Arkansas's best entrepreneurs give you advice on your business and your problems. I've got with me Randy Clifton from RCX Solutions and Jonathan, who is, Jonathan, what's your, what's your title there? Uh, operations and uh, sales and marketing. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I've got my uh, co-host with me, G-Love, Jeremy Glover. Hey, how y'all doing, people? And we would love for y'all to call in and uh, ask us some questions. I've got a couple more things. So what are some, what's some advice that you've received along the way as RCX has grown that you've just seen as invaluable? Uh, you know, over the years, I've had uh, uh, one of my all-time managers at Walmart and um, – you know, I don't know if this is, you know, the kids listen to the show, I'll, 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 be, I'll, I'll keep it clean. But he, he called me, he goes, you're going into management, don't let them turn you into a butthole. He goes, you're dealing with people. And, you know, you always want to keep people at the forefront. You know, we've all got, you know, problems and families and issues at home. And, you know, we've all got a job to do. But at the end of the day, what's really most important? And it's those, you know, those, those personal relationships. So he was really big on, the, you know, remember, no matter what we're going through, you're dealing with people. And uh, that was great advice. I had a, a, a assistant manager who was a he was a retired general, and he was just bored. And so they made him an assistant manager at Walmart, and he gave me some great advice also. Well, I want to hear I want to hear about it. We've got a call coming in. I want to make sure to grab it too. Hello, this is Up in Your Business with Carrie McCoy. Who do I have? Hey, my name's Jay. Hey, Jay. Uh, hello to your guest, and uh, I, I'm finding the information that y'all are presenting today rather intriguing i'm in the transportation business i have a a one-ton hotshot van yeah um, okay. based out of north little rock and uh, i go all over the united states hey uh, hey jay sorry but before i interrupt you or so i can't interrupt you tell me what, what what and randy you might be able to answer this quickly but what is a hotshot van well uh different people have different interpretations of it actually uh, different people define it differently but what i do is i take smaller shipments and deliver it faster pick it up faster and deliver it faster than a big truck could think about doing yes gotcha. okay i do a lot of stuff like i pick up things from the airport and then deliver it out to the outlying regions by ground i deliver urgent medical supplies i deliver like uh aircraft parts for an aircraft that's grounded okay. uh, needing maintenance uh different gotcha. kinds of production line equipment like yeah. when a production line goes down needing needing a repair yeah, deliver those types of parts okay okay different, different kinds of urgent shipments yes sir and anyway i had a couple of questions uh if i may yeah sure. go ahead yeah. it seems that freight going out of arkansas has been unusually slow for this time of year here lately uh have have y'all experience the same thing and do you have any kind of uh ideas about why that might be yes sir you're correct and i'm glad i'm not the only one that's noticed that uh, you know we're freight tonnage as a whole is down we don't like to use the uh, you know the recession word you know when we come out of the last recession it was it was manufacturing that brought us out of that recession and manufacturing is actually slowing down we've got a glut of inventory and so 
not only that, we're in an election year, and I don't know how long you've been in the business, but traditionally, you know, every eight years there's a pattern. If you don't have an incumbent, freight t typically begins to slow down. Inventories are high right now and tonnage is down. So what you're seeing is we're predicting that second quarter of next year things will begin to pick back up. But no, you, you are correct. Arkansas has lost a lot of manufacturing over the years. Over the last 10 years, we've lost a lot of business that had a lot of freight. So we're, we're kind of experiencing that as well. But yes, you're, you're correct. Um, and you're in a special business because a lot of your stuff is what we call expedite. It's very hot. It's very... Right, right. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very demanding. They want it done right now. And then when a slow economy happens, that's normally the first thing the shippers try to avoid. You know, we don't want to ship anything mm -hmm. expedite. Let's just, you know, save money any way we can. And so mm -hmm. you'll, you'll experience a little bit of that. But, yes, you're correct. It has been very slow. Yeah, it's to the point where I'm starting to, you know, try to think forward, you know, as a matter of survival. And so I may end up having to base my company out of another region you know in, in order to stay busy mm -hmm. yes uh texas has really a lot of companies have really hey, hey you guys are not trying to move businesses out of hey Arkansas. man I'm we got to grow this state I, together i, I, I agree totally <laughs> yeah, i'll say totally. i'll say look us up uh, look us up on our website we have a you know we have a chat feature give us some information uh we are nationwide we have uh, we do have expedited. To, to take care of you we do hot shot and expedited and you know we can you know, we might be able to direct some business your way. So, so do look us up as well. It's um, yeah, rcxsolutions.com. RCX That's right, rcxsolutions.com. Jay, I'm going to hop off the phone with you so we can wrap up here. We've only got a few more minutes, and I want to get a couple more things out of Randy, but uh, definitely do get in touch with RCX. Uh, Randy, uh, in closing, we've only got a few minutes left. One of the things that I like, like to ask people, if you could start your business all over in a brand-new city, but you're in the same business but you don't know anybody, uh, what would you have done different in those early days? You know, I, t I was talking earlier about the, the policies and procedures and trying to set up, you know, they always tell you in school, write a business plan. The thing about our industry is it's ever-evolving. It's always changing. And so, you know, I've started writing business plan, and I'd get through about the first little bit, and then I'd, nope, we got to change it. we got to change it. Yeah. I'm always changing it. Sure. I think if we could have set a plan and had a lot of the procedures that we've learned over the years already in place, think it through before you do it i was real quick to jump in yeah. and learn as i go and and, and and it works i don't want to discourage anybody from not doing that but it is one of the things if you can give it some time and really think your plan through on the front side i think it gives you a better you know better chance yeah that's a good point i think a lot of entrepreneurs are just go 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 that's kind of how we're wired often mm -hmm. what makes us you know action oriented is we just right. go and often i mean you you get a chance to sit down with a randy clifton and you ask him 10 years 15 years 15 however years. long you've been yeah. in business uh and getting to tease information out of your head so valuable because you learn so much by just doing right. but we always look back and say if we could have done just a little more planning, planning. That's it, it would have been it would have gone a long way so that's worth yep. repeating let's do some planning in our businesses yep. uh, the last thing I want to ask you tell us and our audience what could we do to help RCX continue to grow and well you know keep us in mind uh, you know a lot of your FedEx you know UPS they the, you know they're advertising you turn on TV you've got that you know looking look in your regions we're a small company but we can do the same things and a lot of people automatically go well we'll call FedEx and you know I'll probably get some hate mail from this from my <laughs> FedEx paid reps but, you know, we can do the same thing, and sometimes we can do it uh, cheaper. We can do it more affordable. You know, uh, a lot of your, even in, in all industries, your small business, don't give up on small business. They're, they're, they all have a niche, and there's something that they do really well. Don't just go to the big box guys. 
Uh, you know, a lot of things, the big box guys, they do everything pretty good. Sure. There's a lot of small businesses that do one thing, and they do it better than anybody can. So try to find those guys. So do reach out to you for any, Re- reach any shipping. Out. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, awesome. Randy, I want to tell you thanks. G-Love, I want to say thanks for co-hosting with me. Hey, no problem. Jonathan, good to see you, man. I yes, hope sir. we get to uh, spend some more time together. And this has been Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. Find us on upyourbusiness.org. Thank you very much. Look forward to talking to everybody out there. This is where Arkansas best entrepreneurs give your advice on your business and your problems. You've been listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. Want to hear today's program again or want someone else to benefit from it? Jot this down. It'll be available for download within the next 48 hours on upyourbusiness.org or at flagandbanner.com. There you'll find links and other helpful resources to help you live the American dream.